Hi there and welcome to the Young Wealth Creation Podcast. We're here to educate young people in the world of finance and investments. Please note, the information on this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed are my opinions only and should not be taken as financial advice. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This week I'm going to try to do something a little bit different. So I'm going to separate the show into a couple different segments and then post those little segments on social media. So hopefully I'll get a little bit more traction out of the show and it sort of helps me expand the audience, which is always a goal of mine. So let's first have a look at the ASX 200. So the ASX 200, as many of you know, is the top 200 stocks in the Australian stock market. And over the last week, they sort of bit, saw a bit of a change. I mean, global economies had a bit of an issue, a bit of a downturn midweek, um, and saw the ASX 200 go down by about 2%. It ended the week just slightly, slightly with a small gain, uh, but 2% loss during the midweek. The index is just under its all-time high, just 2% under its all-time high, which we saw about a fortnight ago. Um, and it's experienced a lot of volatility the last couple of weeks. So there's been a lot of money moving around the market, which has sort of seen a couple different market cycles come through. The big four banks have been progressing quite well. And in particular, we'll have a look at CBA, which had a bit of a loss midweek. So it closed about two, down 3% on Wednesday. Um, it, I think it sort of reflects the recent high share prices of the stock. Um, it's sort of outperformed the last couple of weeks in comparison to the other, the other couple in the big four. Um, and it's outperformed its all-time high of 2015. So it's the only bank to have done so as such, which which it reached earlier on this year. So it reached a record high of about $98.84 on Tuesday. So what does that all mean? Let's have a bit of a digest about that. I mean, bank stocks have been always performing quite well and, and they're in that sort of blue chip category that we look for for those sort of long-term investments. For me, um, the whole rise in, in banking over the last little while is mainly due to the, to the sharp decline in interest rates. So there's a lot of more money moving around, a lot of more money going around the overnight cash rate, um, a lot of money being you know being lent and borrowed. So that sort of caused a lot more volatility coming through, through those stocks. Um, and you've seen those sort of high prices as of late. Other stocks such as BHP, Rio Tinto and FMG have sort of come down due mainly to global commodity prices. So iron ore um, and gold prices have come down slightly. So that decline in commodity prices also has an impact on these companies. Um, alongside that, alongside that, Woodside Petroleum, so WPL as its code has has come down. So it lost about 4.3% on Friday, last Friday. Um, and that's mainly due to news over in Iran. So a bigger Iran conglomerate is going to start adding oil to the market. So they, they're going to switch their uh, their tanks back online and put oil back into the market. So that sort of increased supply, which is expected, is going to cause oil prices to come down and that's the profitability of all these different petroleum producers to come down. Um, so that's sort of pricing that in. So that movement is now priced in and that's why we saw a slight decline um, in WPL on Friday. Another big loser, even a bigger loser for the week is Kogan, um, which saw the share price declined by about 14% over the week after a bit of a trading update by the company. Basically, Kogan isn't growing as fast as the company thought it would be after the pandemic. It's also flagged a couple of inventory and issues as well as a couple of increased costs. As such, investors weren't too happy. So there was a bit of a sell-off in the share and it saw a bit of a decline coming down to a new 52-week low. Other than that, there hasn't been too much movement going on. 
in the in the ASX stock market. You know, not too much volatility coming through the last couple of weeks. I mean, we saw a bit of a change coming through when the budget was announced, but not really much going on as of yet. So I'd be keeping tabs as to how the market might be going. I mean, look to rebalance your investments always, uh, but nothing too much that's sort of standed out to me and sort of standed out to the market the last little while. Taking a look at the crypto markets now, there's been some huge movement over the last week or so. I mean, it's been a, bit, a little bit crazy. Um, we saw Bitcoin drop from its previous all-time high, sort of early May, late April of about 65,000 US dollars all the way down to 30,000. So it absolutely cut in half. Ethereum, who reached an all-time high a couple weeks ago at about 4,300 US dollars, came down all the way to about 1,800 US dollars. So we saw a huge sell-up um, amongst those major coins. And that sort of reflects some of the movement, especially in the futures market. Um, the futures market's usually a good indicator to see sort of the long-term sentiment over over a currency, over an asset. Um, and that's taken by sort of the open interest. Um, the open interest is sort of the, the aggregate volume of futures contracts being written and, and being traded and whatnot. So open interest for Ethereum sort of spiked around the middle of May um, at about 400 million. Um, over the last couple of days, it sort of spiked to about $600 million. So we saw that sort of increase in that open interest as an indicator of a sign of sort of professional money managers seeking increased exposure in the asset. Since that sort of drop over the last couple of days due to that sort of reversal in the market, um, the market sort of for, for futures has stabilized. So I think for a lot of money managers, they're seeing this as an opportunity to sort of bounce into the market at a position which they could have had a couple months ago. So it's really, they're really looking to buy these assets at a discount. I mean, Bitcoin hasn't traded around this level since about sort of mid-January, mid, mid sort of the start of February this year. So it's been a couple of months um, since it achieved these sort of lows and it, the market's already rebounded slightly. So we saw a dip of about to around 30,000 US dollars now, sort of recovered to about 40,000 US dollars. We'll see how this holds over the next, next couple of days. So that's going to be interesting to see um, sort of the long-term outlook outlook of this asset. In terms of the tokens, which I think have some sort of long-term growth and which can be picked up at a bit of a discount, I'd be looking at a couple projects like Terra, like Phantom, like Polkadot, like Waves, Solana, and Aave, which have come at a bit of a discount over the last couple of days. I think they've experienced, all these projects have experienced some abnormal growth over the last two to three months, and therefore they sort of deserve that sort of volatility. So um, what usually happens to these sort of larger projects, well, when there is a reverse, they'll sort of get hit, um, hit the hardest. Um, so I think those projects are coming at a bit of a discount now. So if you're able to sort of get involved in those markets, or if you think that's a good opportunity for you, then I'd definitely take a look at those projects. Um, they're ones that are growing uh, and ones that are sort of developing their own ecosystems around the various blockchains there. So I think it's important to diversify and to take advantage of these sort of opportunities if you find that cryptocurrency is here to stay. If you think crypto is here to stay, then take advantage of the dips um, and sort of try and sell off over the highs. For me, I took advantage of that sort of increase, increased price and the increased market cap around cryptocurrency when it was about 2.5, 2.7 trillion US dollars. Um, and I sold off a lot of my positions about two weeks ago and sort of kept selling off 
over that last sort over the last sort of week, um, just as an opportunity to rebalance my portfolio and just see sort of where um, where my money's going. I find with a lot of people, um, you sort of you're sort of quite narrow minded as to how markets work with any sort of investment. Quite narrow minded. I think sort of there should be a chance for reflection. There should be a chance to see sort of how your portfolio is tracking um, and give yourself some opportunities to rebalance. So I find sometimes, you know, you're stuck in investments and you always think you can make more. But uh, I think it's important to have sort of set goals in mind before you come into into entering different positions and find an investment that sort of works for you rather than keep jumping into projects which are just growing um, just for the sake of it rather than ones that you actually believe in. Overall, this last sort of week has been a bit of an indication for a lot of people as to the volatility that comes in various markets. So both the domestic market and a lot of international equities are a huge sort of change. Um, and I find it super important to take these sorts of times as a way to reflect on different positions. I mean, a lot of people don't want to be a, such an active trader. And for me, I don't really buy into the whole idea of trading super actively, but having that sort of um, goal set in mind for your portfolio, your goal set in mind for different positions is awesome because going into different sort of trades and going into different investments just with the sort of hope, with a sort of ideal rather than something that you've come out pre-planned for um, makes investing a lot more different. It becomes more emotional rather than mechanical. And so my biggest tip is to make your investments as mechanical as possible. Don't sort of get sucked into different sort of values, different sorts of companies sort of buy for fundamentals, buy for different sort of analysis you've done. Don't get into the emotional side of investments. So if you do find growth in different companies, you should understand that growth isn't sort of long-term, it's not eternal. Um, and if you find a reason for why that shouldn't be the case, then definitely try and rebalance out of your positions. Um, take cash as that safe option. You know, you don't have to take on unbelievable amounts of risk and go in there with your, with your, with your wits about you. Don't sort of buying and trade just for the sake of it. So that's been a super, super evident sort of point over the last couple of weeks. Um, and definitely stick in there, keep educating yourself and keep going. So this has been a bit of a short episode this week, just designed for me to get back into back into podcasting as well as now shifting over some of that, that content onto social media. So definitely check that out. I'll put a post and a link down in the description of the podcast. See you all next week.